You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. International success coach and noted author Constance Arnold delivers life-changing strategies through her own spiritual practices, as well as with best-selling authors and experts that she interviews. Think, Believe, and Manifest is specially designed to empower your mind and words to work for you and to bring about a life you've been dreaming of. And now, here's Constance Arnold. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. And I am Constance Arnold, host of the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. And today I am broadcasting from awesome, magnificent Atlanta, Georgia. Guess what? I am so grateful that you made a decision to tune in today. And as a result of that, I can truly say with all of the faith that's on the inside of me that I believe that your life will be changed, that you will receive the downloads that you've been praying for, and that you would begin creating a life beyond your wildest dreams. Well, how are you doing? Uh, I hope that you are making a decision to have a great day. Uh, It is a hot but still beautiful day here in Atlanta. I'm looking out of my window uh, at the beautiful blue skies and I am so grateful. I have a great guest today, uh, Myra Godfrey, and she has appeared on uh, TV and on Harry Connick Jr. I love him and love his music and love the way that he sings on his show. And she's going to be talking about vibrational healing. And boy, do I need that. You know, I just believe in coming to you guys. We're family, you know, just in real time. And, you know, sometimes people look at me and they're like, oh, wow, you have this fabulous life. And I do. You have, you know, you, you have it going on. And by the grace of God, I do. But just before I got on the show, I learned that my younger brother, who uh, right now in real time is in the hospital, hospital in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and they are trying to decide if they are going to uh, do open heart surgery with him. And so, of course, that impacted me. So I'm just going to share with you, what do you do in your life when a crisis comes in your life? And and so, you know, a lot of times we talk about meditation, visualization. Of course, you guys know that I certainly believe in that. But wow, sometimes a crisis could come and just hit you in the head, hit you in the face. It just sort of overwhelms you. So when my oldest brother called me from Tennessee, uh, he he told me what was going on and I was shocked and I cried and and then I began to say okay God see this is why it's so important that you have a relationship with God's spirit or source that in life um, usually your mind sort of bails out on you because your body, soul, and spirit. Your soul is where your emotions, your mind, your will, all of your memories are. But you need a higher power to connect with all of the time, but especially when you're in a crisis. So what did I do? I mean, I was anxious. I, I cried. I, I, I you know, I, I decided, oh my God, do I need to go to Tennessee? And so my brother who's in the hospital said, no, I want you to stay in Atlanta and do your show. So this is what I did uh, or, or I'm doing. 
I just began to lean in on the love of God, of, of the strength of God, of the faithfulness of God, just being fully persuaded about who God is in me, just having the full assurance that God is here for me. Uh, Constance looked to God for peace. God said that he would give me peace that passes understanding. And so the principle here in life is that you lean on, you depend on, you you're, you are enmeshed with God's spirit or source. And so that's what I'm doing. Uh, I'm also reaching out to my friends for support. I'm not trying to handle it by myself. Strength is asking for help. I'm reaching out to James Powers, who has mentored me for 25 years. So does everybody see the principle? So in real time right now, I'm leaning and depending and needing the support of others. And that's why uh, no one is a long ranger. No one makes it by themselves. So I'm asking for all of you to pray for my brother, George Lane. So I really appreciate that. So. What else can I say? You can follow me on social media, uh, on Instagram. I am CLArnold11 uh, on Facebook. I am Coach with Constance. And on Twitter, I am LOA Constance. And so you could just check me out. Uh, you can kind of see pictures of me uh, where I'm sort of a little bit more playful and that, you know, you just sort of get a different perspective uh, of who I am and, and what my life is like. You know, I think it's so important that we just be really real and raw with people. And uh, I want to say, I want to thank many of you for your gifts last week. Uh, last week, Peter Adams was on my show. If you haven't heard that show, you really got to go and listen to it. And what he said was that anyone who made a $20 donation to the Think, Believe and Manifest talk show, uh, that uh, he would give them his new book free. And so people have been doing that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I have been forwarding that email to Pete and he personally sends it to you, ships it to you absolutely free and he autographs it for you. So uh, if you would like to make a donation, um, it will help me to really continually touch people all over the world. I get emails every day. Just got one just before I uh, started recording the show about how this show has changed someone's life and they manifested this beautiful diamond ring and they sent me a picture of it. So I uh, go to fulfillingyourpurpose.com and click on the donate button and I am thanking you in advance. Also, if you are interested in coaching with me, uh, somebody said to me yesterday, wow, I've been struggling for 20 years trying to make it on my own. And I said, the fallacy is that people sit in their homes by themselves uh, and behind their computer. And it's very isolating and it's alone and nobody makes it by themselves. And so your new belief system has to be, it's okay to reach out for help. You know, every successful person has a coach. They don't know how to do everything, but they have people around them that 
can help them. And you could go to my website and while you're on there, just click on my blog and you can just listen to some of the people that I've coached. I, I currently coach people uh, on five continents and boy, people have manifested. Let's see. New cars, not to mention homes, million dollar contracts, marriage, love. Uh, let's see, had a baby. I have a baby named after me. That is so funny. Uh, you know, new babies, just everything. Because, you know, God wants us to have an abundant life. We were created for abundance. We were created for extravagant. God is a loving, extra, extravagant God. And, and as I said one week, God wants to overwhelm us amaze us, astonish us with love, uh, with with manifestations, with with our heart's desire. And so check it out. Is there anything else? Oh, also uh, make sure you go to LOARadioNetwork.com and uh, Jules has just done a phenomenal job with the Law of Attraction magazine, and it's free, and it has great articles, and uh, you can you can read it, and you know I just think it's so wonderful of her to really just say I'm just going to give it to people because she understands the power of giving. I always say one of the quickest ways to get a breakthrough or to get things moving in your life. Like Einstein said, you know, he just calls it the law of boomerang. I call it the law of giving and receiving. And it doesn't have to be always money, but it certainly includes money that when you give, it is a universal law. That whatever you give out, whatever you vibrate out, whatever you give to another, it comes back to you. And I'm sure many of you have heard this saying, you know, whatever you want, help somebody else get that and then it will come back to you. So if you have just stuff in your house or in your car or clothes that you can no longer wear, Give those away. Bless somebody else's life. Give somebody a smile. Give someone encouragement. Give money and give of yourself and just watch the miraculous. Uh, Not that you're looking for, but it's a universal law. It's like the law of gravity. And I think that is all I'm going to say. So let's go to uh, these quick commercials and then I'm going to be back with my very special guest and we're going to be talking about vibrational healing. So stay tuned, everybody. Are you planning a motivational or training event for your company or organization? Look no further. Constance Arnold is an experienced, dynamic and inspirational speaker and trainer. Constance has helped thousands and has a proven track record of 25 years as a keynote and leadership trainer for both private and public sector. Constance provides the latest cutting-edge breakthrough transformational principles that will align with your organization's vision. Participants will receive specific how-tos for both personal and professional empowerment. Contact Constance and partner with her to begin creating your next successful event. Her website is www.fulfillingyourpurpose.com and email is Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Are you feeling stuck? 
Are you ready to live a life beyond your wildest dream? Constance Arnold is a seasoned and experienced professional licensed counselor for 25 years and a certified success life coach and would love to partner with you to create your dreams. She's coached and trained over 10,000 clients on five continents and has a proven track record of success. Constance will assist you in getting a clear vision for your life and develop customized strategies, projects, and action steps to begin manifesting your dream. Contact her today at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com and visit her website at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Well, hi, everybody, and I'm back and uh, really excited about my very special guest today. And I know you're saying, Constance, you're always excited, and I am because it's such an honor and a joy and a privilege for me to bring to you experts who can share with you life-changing information where you can begin to change your perspective, shift, and expand your consciousness and begin living uh, the abundant and purposeful life that God intends for you to do. So my very special guest today is uh, Jaya, Jaya Myra, and she is an internationally published writer, speaker, dynamic spiritual leader and sacred lifestyle activist and she's dedicated her life to really making the world a a better place she is the author of vibrational healing attain balance and wholeness understand your energetic type and all of you guys know i'm very much into healing and wholeness and just know that god's will is for us to to live a just a healthy lifestyle. And uh, she has appeared on numerous TV programs, uh, including uh, the nationally broadcast daytime show, Harry. I love Harry Connick Jr. And uh, I saw her dancing with Harry. So she's very soulful. And uh, she has a heart for serving people. And so we're just so grateful to have her. So Jaya, Jaya Myra, welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Why, thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be here with you today. Well, good. Uh, I didn't know you had moves like that, Myra. (laughs) (laughs) I actually used to teach dance. I could tell. I'm like, okay, she can. Re- she got some moves going on there, and uh, so grateful to uh, have you here today. And so let's just get started. Just tell your listeners, our listeners, just a little bit about who you are, and why in the world did you write a vibrational healing? That's actually a very interesting story. I had no intention of writing my book on vibrational healing, uh, but the universe came to me and asked me to do it. And by the universe, I mean the publisher literally called me up and said, hey, we just read this magazine article that you wrote on this topic of energy healing, and we would like to invite you to write us a book. And I was absolutely shocked and amazed. And I believe that you should always say yes, unless there is some major reason that that you can't or like your life is in danger. I think that if you have opportunities come your way, that you should always say yes. So I said, yes, I will absolutely do that. It was a bit surprising for me because my background was as a molecular biologist. I worked as a scientist for many years doing research 
both in academia and in the pharmaceutical industry directly in preclinical trials. Then there was a, a point in my life that I had become very ill and, and sick, and the doctors eventually diagnosed me with fibromyalgia syndrome because they couldn't find anything else wrong with me, and that's pretty much the diagnosis of we don't know what's wrong with you, but you're in pain, it all matches up, so we're just going to label you with a syndrome. And that completely devastated my life. I lost everything that I had had. I had to declare bankruptcy. My home was foreclosed on. I ended up getting divorced. I was separated from my young children. And I had nothing left to my name, and I was in horrible, horrible pain. And the icing on that cake was that nothing that Western medicine did made anything better. In fact, it made me significantly worse. So I was forced to essentially find a way to heal myself naturally or stay sick. So I decided to find a way to heal myself naturally, and that's exactly what I did. So you mentioned uh, Western uh, medicine. So what's the difference between Western versus Eastern approach to healing? The biggest difference is that all of the Eastern systems that I'm aware of, they all incorporate the spirituality and soul and emotional side into your healing journey. Like they recognize that health and wellness is due to mind, body, and spirit connection, and that when any one of those three is out of balance, it's going to cause problems in the other two. Now, Western medicine, since we cannot prove the existence of a soul, they only look at what can be uh, seen tangibly, like through doing research or scientific experiments. And while science is catching on, that emotions definitely play a role in health, and positive emotions boost immunity, amongst other things, while we cannot prove that there is the soul inside of us, they don't look at things holistically. Like, they literally look at a disease as its own manifestation, and it's not linked to something else, that therefore you will be able to get rid of this disease just by targeting it directly, taking a pill, and then your life will be okay. Right. You know, so I want to say to listeners, so just try something different. I mean, all of you know that I'm a Christian, but I'm open to whatever way God downloads to me uh, that healing or divine health can really manifest into my life. So, so why do you think that people need to try something different? Is that a different perspective or a different way of thinking? I don't believe that one-size-fits-all approaches work, uh, mm -hmm. and, and you will never find a one-size-fits-all approach that works for everyone, and I believe it's because we all have our own unique constitution types. You know, we're all made in God's image, but we're also all made very uniquely. Like, we have our own strengths and talents and weaknesses and gifts and little idiosyncrasies idiosyncrasies that make us who we are as individuals and all of that plays a role in our health and well-being so you have to really get to know yourself on a fundamental level if you want to be able to stay healthy and happy and cultivate a successful life you know that's so true so you know this is the law of attraction and we do talk a lot about uh the mind and before i get to that let me just say your book is awesome i mean this woman has spent so much time, energy, and effort in, in writing this book. It's so detailed. It's so thorough. And I just want to commend you for that. 
Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, so let's talk about the mind or our mindset or the way that we think. How does that impact our overall health? I believe that the mind serves two functions. It's supposed to serve as a projector and a creator of our reality. So we have a dream in our heart and then our mind is like what we visualize that through and we start to put it into reality by what we're thinking because thinking is like the first form of making something manifest. But a lot of people, they use their minds as this big garbage can to just Mm -hmm. store everything like that we've experienced or that we've learned. It's just, it accumulates all that information and it just sits there. So if that's what we're doing with the mind, if we're just storing all of this information, it's acting like a garbage bin and it's not able to be that projector and co-creator of our reality. Uh, I use the analogy a lot that we eat food, we digest it, we eliminate it on a daily basis. So why is it that we're not trained when we're children to do the same thing with what we put into our mind? So true. So for someone, you know, we got listeners all over the world, Myra, listening all over the globe. So for someone who, who like you might be really struggling, you know, with the, with the illness, uh, would you say for people to begin to just think about there's a way toward my healing, uh, just how important is thinking that things can change or they can receive the healing or divine help that they need. I think that that's foundational. Like you really have to believe these things for them to start coming to you, for you to be able to attract what you want to in your life. It has to start by being rooted in faith or in belief. Yeah, because I know, um, you know, like I love it when you said, you know, everybody's different and has a different personality. You know, we all made different. I mean, even certain things that other people can eat. I'm like, I'm not eating that. My body just I don't flow like that. I don't roll like that. So I think that just for listeners right now that, you know, that's great news that if you can just begin to think. I don't know the way right now. I just believe that the pathway for your healing or wholeness can be revealed to you. Oh, absolutely. And like we all have our own unique trajectories and it always starts with what we believe is possible. Like I really believe anyone can attain and do just about anything they really want. And that always starts out as a dream. So belief is powerful. Absolutely. You know, I, I saw somewhere uh, this guy was sick. It was a documentary on PBS and he believed, I think it was just a big rock. And he just believed if I touch that rock, I'm going to be healed or made whole. And this guy, his belief was so strong. And the documentary was on belief. I think Oprah Winfrey produced it. Over like a two or three month period, he became completely healed. And and they said that he would never be healed. So that's just the power of belief. Oh, absolutely. I've heard similar stories uh, from a spiritual teacher. And he talked about like he had had a student that had had such faith and devotion in God that if he just put his cell phone on the altar every night, that it would just charge itself. Like he wouldn't need to plug it into the wall. 
And sure enough, he woke up every morning and he went and got a cell phone and it was fully charged. I mean, can you imagine the level of faith that this individual has to be able to do that? Oh, my God. That is so powerful. But that just shows you the, the power that we have and what powerful creators we are. Absolutely. Like people don't really understand how fundamental the mind is in our role in healing and in creating our life and in manifesting success. And it all starts with how much do you really believe and how much faith do you have? Well, faith is actually meaning that you don't have any doubt. That's really what the key is there. It's like even if you have the tiniest, tiniest bit of doubt, then faith isn't present. But if you have blind faith, you can accomplish just about anything. Okay, now here you are. You're really smart, intellectual, analytical in the sciences, and then you, you, you're really believing for healing. So did you have doubt in your mind, and, and how did you overcome that for yourself personally? I think I had some level of doubt, but on a fundamental uh, level, I've always had a profound faith in God and in a higher power. And I knew that I was brought here for a purpose and a reason, and I wouldn't be able to fulfill my life purpose if I was going to stay sick. I didn't know how I was going to get well, but I knew that as long as I believed and stuck the course and had faith that everything would be okay. You know, that's a profound principle because I've had so many uh, guests on my show always say the how is up to God. Absolutely. Our our job is just to believe and take that next step. Well, you know, you you also mentioned uh, prosperity and abundance. And you have a chapter that I love, inner poverty versus inner prosperity. Why is that important and what role does that play in people really manifesting their healing? I think it's hugely important. And while it's a concept that a lot of people in Eastern traditions understand, I've never heard it articulated very uh, well in any of our Western traditions. And so it was something that I wanted to incorporate. So if you don't have this ability to cultivate faith and perseverance and confidence and truly feeling good about yourself and your connection with the universe and knowing that that you're safe, that you're stable, that everything is and will be taken care of, it's very hard to bring the other things to you in life that you need because they all start from that platform of feeling secure and stable no matter what's going on in your life. Like even if you're in a place of having a health crisis, knowing that there is a reason for it and it doesn't mean that God has abandoned you. Maybe it means that this is going to be the platform for you to do what you need to do with your life or to be an inspiration to other people. So it's like finding the purpose even in the difficult things that is happening at the moment and knowing that we're going to be able to overcome it no matter what. I I would say that that is such a strong mark of inner prosperity. And most people, they, they cannot see through a lot of their problems in a moment and they get so bogged down. And that's a sign that people are lacking that inner prosperity, that they don't feel like that deeper resonance or connection with God or the universe. So I think it's absolutely fundamental for working with the law of attraction and bringing the things that you want to have in your life. Well, you know, I think I, you know, I've sort of been just researching you on the internet. Did I hear you say you like adversity or something to that effect? 
that sounds like something I would say. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I think that we, we all have problems and challenges in life and how we choose to deal with them is really a mark of our character. And it's a mark of our inner prosperity and our self-confidence because adversity is never there to actually cause you to fail. Adversity is there for you to realize how connected you are with yourself and God. It shows you, it gives you something to overcome. It gives you that uh, that negative aspect that you can conquer over and see your own light and divinity. Oh, that's perfect. You sound very solid, Myra. Thank you. Very, I appreciate that. And very centered um, inwardly on the inside. And that's so important uh, because so many people are trying to manifest whether it's health or wealth or whatever. But like you said, they don't have that inner prosperity. Mm -hmm. They don't believe they can. They don't believe in themselves enough. There is something going on that uh, really keeps people on a fundamental level from being successful. And it's, it's unfortunate, but it always comes down to that spiritual connection that people have and whether it's strong and stable or not. So I think that people, that oftentimes they underestimate the power of their spiritual connection for how it's going to impact their life. But it is truly, truly foundational to everything else because it represents how you're going to interact with every single situation that comes to you. You know, I agree 100%. And, you know, I just tell people, some people say, well, what do you do? What did you do to create success? And I said, really, it's inside. Because really, folks, the external things, and I like nice things, you know, I have them. But it's really, just like Myra said, it's that inner prosperity. And once you have that, once that's your consciousness, and you live in that, it's almost like organic on the outside, externally, those things unfold in your life. Absolutely. If you want to have material wealth and outer prosperity, you can have that if you're inwardly prosperous. Now, we still see a lot of people with material wealth that really don't have inner prosperity, but those are the people that tend to have a lot of self-loathing or hatred or the people that you see commit suicide. Like, if you have so much outer success and you don't feel prosperous on the inside, it puts a tremendous amount of pressure on you. And it, it can collapse some people to where they can't even, they can't stand that pressure of all this external weight and success on top of them when they feel like they're crumbling inside inwardly. What's your take on wealth? Do you feel that people should pursue that? Um, should they be trying to manifest abundant what's your thinking around that Myra I think that everyone has a different purpose in life and but if you're just going for money for the sake of money I mean yeah. you absolutely can and you'll be successful because the universe doesn't judge uh, the universe likes to give you what you want but that said I don't think that that really creates a sense of purpose I think if you have a purpose in life and you're following your heart and you're making yourself happy that you can always find a way to turn that into a way to create material abundance as well. And then you're getting everything together. You're living a very holistic life at that point because your purpose and your inner prosperity and your outer prosperity are all very strongly connected. I think it's very dangerous when people compartmentalize compartmentalize their life in different areas because it's it's then very easy for those different compartments to 
slowly fail, and then you'll be left with, with nothing of real meaning. Profound. So true. So we're talking about inner prosperity. Let's talk about meditation and mindfulness. What is it and can it really create a healthy lifestyle and a beach body? Can I get a beach body, um, Myra, by meditating and and uh, practicing mindfulness? I would argue that you can. You can get whatever kind of physique that you want. If you have the capability to sit and meditate every day and you're doing your practice, you're actually much farther along the trajectory of getting your beach body or the physique that you want than a lot of other people are. Because the problems that a lot of people have, one, it's lack of consistency. Well, if you have a meditation routine, you've already shown that you have the ability to be consistent with something every day. Plus, when you meditate, it's been scientifically shown to reduce cortisol levels in the body, which is a stress hormone, which causes you to gain weight, especially around the stomach area. So when you're meditating, you're going to have decreased cortisol levels, decreased stress. Your immune system is going to function better. You're going to stay in better health. You're going to have better metabolism. And all of those bodily processes are going to be working better for you. And then if you're not meditating and you're not living a healthy lifestyle. So, yeah, I would argue that, yes, if, if you want to get a beach body, you want to uh, cultivate a strong routine at the gym, you want to do something that's going to get you to that next level physically, that meditation is going to be a pretty solid foundation to start from. I asked that because I heard somebody else ask you that question. I'm like, that's one question I've got to ask. Well, what about mindfulness? What would that look like uh, in a person's life in order to bring, you know, more healing into their lives? I think I have a slightly unique definition of mindfulness. And okay. and, and you can tell me what you think, since okay. I know you've interviewed so many amazing people. So when I think about mindfulness, uh, most people say it's about being in the present moment and being able to be uh, responsive and not reactive to what's going on here and now. But knowing what I know about the way that the mind functions and how we accumulate thought forms and experiences impact and impression our mind in different ways, it's literally impossible for the mind to be fully in the present moment. That's why we, a lot of stuff is stored in the unconscious and the subconscious mind. And until we start to dredge those things up and overwrite them, um, there's always going to be that portion of, of the mind which is stuck in something of the past. So I like thinking about mindfulness as understanding everything that's happened to you in your life that has brought you to the point to where you are now and really understanding how your experiences have impacted you and caused you to respond and to react in different ways in your life. Like, what is it that causes you to be a nice person? Uh, why is it that you get afraid when you see a dog walking down the street? Like, different things. Like, truly knowing what it is that makes you you and makes you tick. Because when you know that stuff, you can start to truly take control over your present reality and overwrite all of that past conditioning. And when we start to do that, I believe that that's when we can really be these conscious creators of what's going on in the future without it being tied to, say, what's happened to us in the past. So I would say mindfulness is recognizing 
the things that have happened in the past that have led you to who you are here and now and how you're here and now is going to shape your future. Wow. That is nothing but the truth. I love it. Thank you. I, I love it. And, and so for once again, for someone who is desiring to bring healing into their lives, into their bodies, should they meditate every day? What would that look like? Should they really delve deep to find out why is it that I'm so angry? Why is it that I always go to cookies when I get upset? What would mm-hmm. that look like in somebody's everyday life? So for some people, it could be meditation because meditation is going to start to overwrite the stuff that has been written in the mind of its own accord. It's just going to act like sandpaper and start to like wear down all those unsmooth edges and fill in the grooves. Uh, mindfulness is that process of inner inquiry or uh, self-inquiry, introspection. People call it by different names. That is another process which does a very similar thing to meditation, but we're doing that consciously. Like we're thinking, we're diving into our past. We're starting to see where our patterns have come from. And a lot of them start in childhood. Mm -hmm. So it's like really backtracking through, yeah, hey, why do I go to the cookie jar when I get stressed? You know, why am I going towards these sweet things? Maybe it's because every time you felt bad or scraped your knee when you were a child, maybe your grandma gave you a cookie. So you've tied it to that emotional feeling of being loved and accepted and knowing that everything's going to be okay. I guarantee you it's not because you really want the cookie every time you're feeling stressed out. Mm -hmm. That's that's nothing but the truth. And, And so, you know, we've talked about some inner stuff that people can begin to do or 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 are ways of thinking that they can begin to align themselves with. But what about some uh, outside stuff like food and exercise? I know when you were on the Harry show, you talked about food for the mood. How can food bring healing to us? And you've heard it said our food is our medicine. Do you believe that? Oh, I absolutely believe that. Because food, one, has the nutrients that we need, but there is also that strong food to mood and emotional connection because foods are actually going to create different biochemical reactions in the body. So what you eat will affect you physically, it will affect you mentally, and it will affect you emotionally. If you're eating the right foods, like my favorite that I always love talking about is turmeric. I think turmeric is the most amazing superfood on this planet because there's so many beneficial aspects to turmeric. But it's a very extremely powerful anti-inflammatory agent. And because of that, they've shown that it can decrease the instance of depression in people. And it can even outperform Prozac as an antidepressant. Like they, Science now knows that depression is more intrinsically linked to inflammation than it is to chemical imbalance, like previously thought. Wow. And so uh, this is something personal. I take turmeric every day in pill form. Should mm-hmm. I be should I be eating, putting it on my food, or what would be the best way to do that? So the key to making turmeric be the most successful for you is that it needs to be consumed with a little bit of fat, and it needs to be consumed with black pepper because curcumin, the active ingredient in turmeric, it it requires the black pepper for the liver to not flush it out. Basically, 
black pepper acts like a bypass mechanism in the liver, so the body will then go ahead and absorb what is being eaten at the same time that you're taking pepper. They've shown that people who take turmeric at the same time as black pepper, they increase the curcumin absorption by over 2,000%. Oh my God. You're so smart, Myra. My goodness. It's, it's, it's amazing. And so what other foods can listeners begin to choose to eat in order to bring healing to their lives? Well, I really like to look at the mood boosting foods uh, like turmeric because of its anti-inflammatory properties can help. Ginger is also a powerful anti-inflammatory agent. It also settles the stomach down. It decreases anxiety. It helps us to deal like with those common problems we have all the time. It gets rid of the butterflies in the stomach. And uh, ginger can also act as a mild anesthetic and pain reliever, which is pretty comparable with over-the-counter drugs they've shown. So those are two really good options for just Mm -hmm. decreasing the inflammatory response that a lot of people deal with. For boosting your mood, uh, you can go to foods that are going to stimulate dopamine or serotonin production in the body. A very simple one would be like radishes, like cut up a radish and put it on your salad the next time you're having a salad. Hmm. Radish is actually going to stimulate dopamine production in the body. Well, so, and, and I saw you on TV and you look very healthy. What do you eat? Uh, I eat all natural, organic, whenever I absolutely can. I tend to eat more of an Ayurvedic cuisine. I do not eat processed foods. I definitely do still have my sugar and my desserts and stuff like that. I don't go like completely 100% health nut. But I, I just eat real food. Like I don't eat things that have been prepackaged. I I eat a lots of a lot of vegetables. Um I don't eat meat outside of fish. I I do have fish because that is good for my constitution. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just eat a lot of um whole foods, you know? I don't go overboard on the carbs. I have a ton of fresh vegetables and fruits. And that's really what I enjoy. Like I like to eat a diet that is more alkaline in nature. Anything mm-hmm. to reduce the acidity that's going on in the body because that definitely makes sure that you stay feeling healthy and vibrant all the time. And for my constitution type, uh, I try to also avoid dairy because I have a lot of earth element in my constitution. So that means that dairy is not good for me. It makes me lethargic and sluggish and it makes my sinuses get stopped up and it makes me not be able to sing. And like, I love singing, like singing is a wonderful devotional practice for me. I didn't know that. Well, you know, your book is Vibrational Healing. And in your book, you talk a a lot about the different energies. Explain that to listeners. And let me just say to everybody up front, you need to get this book and really study this book. And uh, just from reading your book, it took me about two weeks to really consume it, Myra. But uh, uh, I could just see so many ways that listeners can really begin to you know, receive that download from the spirit and say, yes, this is what I'm going to begin to do. So talk about energy and the the different types of energy and temperaments. So what I did with the book is to break things down into a different way of understanding, looking at the five basic elements that everything in nature is made up of. And those would be earth, water, fire, air, and space element, which is also known as ether. 
So when you look at everything material and manifested, including our own physical bodies, everything has different proportions of these five elements inside of them. Um, well, like earth basically has all of the other elements. Water will have all of the elements except for earth. Fire will have fire, air, and space. It doesn't have like uh, water and earth element. Air, again, would have air and space, but none of the other. And then space element pretty much just has that in it, which is why it is the least dense. And, you know, you can't you know, you can't really feel space. You can feel air if you move your hand around, but we, we can't feel or tangibly see this concept of space. But basically, everything has all of these elemental attributes in it, and as people, we have all five of these elements inside of us, but we have them in differing proportions, and that even affects how our physical body is shaped and our structure. So when you start to understand what your elemental composition is, you can start to find the sorts of foods which are going to be good for you and not good for you based on your composition type, to start to understand uh, the fitness things that you're going to be inclined towards, when is the best time to work out to get the best results. And you'll even have an idea about what your innate talents and your gifts are and even possibly what your life purpose might be just based on your elemental composition. Wow. And so what kind of results have you, just give me a testimony of somebody who you've worked with who really has um, just really implemented the whole principle of vibrational healing and shared that with listeners. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think my own life is probably the, okay. the, the, the most important because I was able to go from being completely debilitated to being completely healthy just by applying these principles. But of course, I've, I've worked with a ton of other people too. I know one woman had come to me and she was dealing with a lot of skin problems and breakouts for no real apparent reason. And um, like after working with her a little bit and helping her to hone in on her constitution type, you know, we we found out that a lot of this had rootings in emotional trauma and things that were still being held in the body. So I gave her some things to do, made some recommendations. And over the course of two to three months, all of that stuff resolved itself. So when you say constitution type, explain mm -hmm. that to listeners, expand on that. What do you mean by that? So by constitution type, I'm referring to what your unique elemental constitution is. Like we're all like snowflakes. And so you're going to have those five elements, but maybe they're in different proportions in every person. So maybe in you, maybe say you've got 5% earth element and then the 95% is taken up by the other four elements so like no two people will be exactly the same ever and so by finding like the different proportions of these elements inside of you you're then going to know the sorts of things that you're going to gravitate to for healing modalities and food and maybe why when you're getting out of imbalance you're gravitating towards particular things and you can use that as a frame of reference to get back on track and to get healthy that's profound you know i do know you emphasize a lot well-being uh spirituality and purpose mm -hmm. so when people really li like the um 
the example that you just gave about the, the, the woman, when people really get in touch with what's going on, on the inside, do you feel that they're more open to discover or, or really be open to what their purpose is and live just a life of well-being? I think that most people want to live a life on purpose and they want to be well. They just don't know how to get from where they are now to living a life of purpose because like we, we all have our issues. You know, we all have bills to pay. A lot of us have families and we literally don't know how to create that life of our dreams. So that's, that's usually the biggest stress point that I find with people. I have never found someone who's come to me and just said, oh, yeah, I'm just totally happy with not living my purpose. Let me just go and work this nine-to-five job for the rest of my life. Like, no one ever has said that to me. So true. You know, I know you, you also mentioned hydration. Talk about that a little bit and, and why is that so important? Well, it's definitely important just on a on a physical level to stay well hydrated. I mean, it's, it's important for your skin. It's important for your body, for your organs. But if you want to uh, feel good, you want to look good, all of that stuff, like, you need to stay hydrated. But also think about it in terms of what water element represents in your body. Uh, it's strongly connected to your emotion and and your emotional well-being and letting things be able to flow. Well, one, being able to flow away from you, like to take negativity out of your life and also to bring abundance and prosperity in. So when we're not staying adequately hydrated, we're actually doing ourselves a disservice even on a spiritual level because we're not allowing for the flow of good things to come into our life. That's amazing. What What's your take on exercise? I think everyone should exercise at least a little bit every single day because the we're given this physical body to do something important in the world. And if we don't take care of our body, how are you supposed to manifest your purpose? I think that this is like the basic level of responsibility that we have as people, like even when it's not easy. You need to take care of your body. You need to take care of your mind. You need to take care of your spiritual connection. And if you neglect your body, uh, the mind and your emotions and your spiritual connection will suffer too. Well, I want to go back to something that you said at the very beginning. You said you felt that that God said, I want you to write this book. And maybe you didn't know how, but you made a decision. Yes, I'm going to do that. What would you say to listeners about maybe something uh, that that has been downloaded to them, but because of fear, they 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 have not moved on it or taken any action on it. And what was it in you that said, yes, I'm going to go ahead and do this? I know that when you turn down opportunities that you're basically telling God no. And what right do I have to tell God no? Like, I, I don't know everything that's going to come to me in my life or why opportunities are necessarily being brought. But I do know that every single thing in life happens for a reason. I do not believe in coincidence whatsoever. So if this person said, hey, we want you to write us a book, what a profound opportunity that is. Like, there was no way I was going to turn that down, even though I didn't know why they wanted me to write on this topic. I thought they could find any number of energy healers out there to write this book. So I sat and I thought about it and I turned the book into exactly what I wanted it to be. 
And so it sounds like once again, it's perspective rather Mm -hmm. than seeing that, oh, this is a problem or adversity. I can't do it. You saw it as an opportunity. Absolutely. Uh, There is actually one aspect of the goddess in in the uh, Hindu tradition that deals solely with this notion of perspective. And I I think that that's very important is that when you have very strict or uh, rigid beliefs around anything, it's very hard to have perspective. You know, you can't see the other side of the coin. Like if heads is up and tails is down on the table and you don't see tails, you may just say, hey, this is just heads. But then if you pick that coin up, then you can see both sides of something. So no matter what comes to you in life, you have to be able to look at the situation or the opportunity or the adversity and take the whole thing in. So before you'll start to understand uh, what its real role is for being there in your life, because what may seem like adversity could be a huge blessing in disguise and vice versa. What may seem like a great opportunity coming your way, uh, it might not be. It might be a learning lesson for you. So true. So it, it so it so is that the perspective that you chose to embody when you were sick and going through your divorce and you lost a lot of stuff? Is that how you were thinking? I was thinking that everything was happening for reasons and that even though I was in so much physical and mental and emotional pain at the time. I knew that it was going to pass and that my life was destined for great things, even though I was going through the lowest of low point possible. What about visualization and healing? Should people begin to see themselves whole? What role does that play? I definitely think so. Visualization is strongly connected to fire element. So people who have a lot of fire element in their constitution, they're naturally going to be drawn to visualization, and it's going to be very easy for them to do that. Uh, It's a very, very powerful and profound way to connect and to create your reality, like for things to come to you quickly. If you can see them, if you can incorporate all of the five elements into everything that you want out of your life, you'll be able to draw those things to you very quickly. Uh, But if you can't, I'd say definitely you need to be able to visualize it. If you can also like take a situation and understand how is this going to make me feel? Like what is the tactile feeling around this? What is the taste around this? What is the smell around this? What does it look like? Uh, Where is this happening? Like if you can connect all of those five elements to it, you'll draw those opportunities to you even faster. Wow, you have just been a great guest, Myra. You're so smart. I thank and, you. Um, share with listeners how they can get your book, your website. Are you open for speaking? What about coaching, etc.? Absolutely. You can find me anywhere online at Myra. So my website is jajamira.com. All of my social media handles are at Myra. Uh, Wikipedia page, same thing. You just, just Google Myra. You will come up with probably 30 or 40 pages of information, and you will definitely be able to get in touch. I do speaking. Uh, I do corporate wellness trainings, wellness in the workplace initiatives. Uh, I work with people one-on-one. I work with people in group settings. 
So whatever it is that you're looking for, definitely reach out. I'm sure we can find a way to work together. Right. And and let me just say about Myra on a personal basis, you guys know I interview everybody, but behind the scenes, she's very humble. She's very detailed. I mean, she sent me everything, you know, that I needed. She followed up with me and uh, we connected. And so I just got a real sense of really who she is and that she really has a heart and a spirit for serving others. And that's just the sense that I felt about you, Myra. And I just want to tell you that personally and thank you for who you are. Thank you for saying yes to God and writing this book and really touching the world. And thanks for having me on your show. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. And you're 100% right. I do live to serve other people. That is my priority. If I was given these experiences and this knowledge, it's only so that I can help other people to be more successful in their life. Yeah, and you do that. Okay, everybody, make sure you visit my website at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. And of course, you can email me at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. And as I say every week, you may not know it or feel it, but the love of God surrounds you. And of course, you know that I believe in you. I adore you. I'm crazy about you. And I just want you to say with me, um, And believe in your heart that something good is going to happen to me and through me today. Make it a great week. Thank you for listening to Think, Believe, and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com.